Welcome. It's a Friday night. You're all here hanging out at Mutiny Radio at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest of hours of all hours of comedy. Tonight, you have a special guest host. Put your hands together for James Coker. Yay! How are we doing? Is this on? Yes, it's on. Cool. Um... Guys, thanks so much for coming to the mic tonight. My name is James Coker. You are at Mutiny Radio. Um, we're going to get right into this in a second, but uh, when you come up, if you get a second, if you can, uh, donate two to five bucks. Uh, if you can't, um, that's totally fine. If you could just take a picture of this and post it to your Instagram and tag at Mutiny Radio SF, that would be awesome. Um, like I said, my name is James. I just moved here from San Francisco a few months ago. Um, I recently met someone else named James, and he said, what are the odds? I said, pretty, pretty good. It's a pretty common name. Hey, how are you? Um, but my dad's name is James. Um, he had been married three times before. My mom's been married twice. Uh, when my dad was first married, he named his first son James. But they did not get along, and they were not very close. So when he married my mom and had me, he also named me James. How fucked up is that? Like, it's like he was pressing the reset button on his son. <laughs> I am the reset. No pressure or anything like that. My dad's like the white George Foreman. And if you don't get that, George Foreman named all of his kids George or Georgina. Um... Have you guys ever learned something recently in your adulthood that totally changed your perception of your childhood? Like recently I found out that my parents almost gave me uh, up to one of my half-sisters. Um, I was hanging out with my half-sister, she was like twice my age, and she was like, hey, do you remember um, that time you took a road trip when you were 12 years old? I was like, yeah. And you went to Arizona to see your sister Nancy, and then you came to the Bay Area to see me? I was like, yeah. Yeah, well, the reason you were on that road trip was because we were uh, admitting your mother into Betty Ford Clinic for alcoholism, and your dad didn't think he could take care of you anymore. So he was trying to figure out if one of us would become your legal guardian. Mild, medium, or spicy. She told me this while we were in line at Chipotle. I was like, you could have picked a better time to tell me this, like, this story that totally shattered my reality. It's like, well, I feel sick, and it's not even the food. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're, you're telling me this right now? She's like, yeah. I was like, why are you telling me right now while we're in the line to get a burrito bowl? And she's like, I don't know. I just, I've been trying to find the right time to tell you. So, like, I, I'm really sorry. And so do you want... I know this is really hard, and if you want to sit and talk about it, we can, but first, do you want black beans or pinto? Um, but anyway, we have a great lineup tonight. Uh, we're going to get this started right away with uh, someone that you all know, you all love. Let's hear it for Warhol Kaufman. And uh, Case Koenig, you're on deck. Case Koenig. Yeah, they do not all love me. I'm I'm shadow banned from life. I was thinking about this a lot, and I just want to tell you guys, if you can't figure out what a song is about, it's always about anal, always. 
In other news, I was listening to a lot of George Michael. Like, is wham the sound that George Michael makes when he fucks you in the ass? Presumably. What happened to the pretty one? You guys are too young. The other one was prettier. He did. He looked like a, like a sexy version of the Karate Kid or something. The other guy in Wham! The one whose name we don't know. I, I don't know why I accidentally went into a Jerry Seinfeld impression. I apologize. Okay, let's do trivia. I run a show on Mondays called Trivia LOL at Delirium. Uh, we'll do some trivia. Texas is number one in hot car infant death. Did you guys hear the one about the ICE concentration camps? It's a real knee slapper. All right, trivia, let's go. How many indigenous natives, how many indigenous natives inhabit the burning Amazon rainforest? Brazilians. Brazilians of them. Guys, I really do think we should do something about, we should do something about climate change. I think we should. I think we should do something to preserve the, like, I think it would be a shame if at least the planet didn't last long enough for us all to figure out how hot Greta Thornburg's gonna turn out. Like, it would be a tragedy if she didn't live to 18. That's how I feel. I actually saw a pro-life billboard the other day. It said, real men love babies. Real men love babies. It was in the same place, the previous billboard I saw there, it was a Heineken billboard. It just said, a bad date is just a good story. I know, I was like, uh, for like a rape trial, like what the? So I saw this sign, it said, real men love babies. And I just wanted to put a NAMBLA logo on it so bad, I just really wanted to put the NAMBLA logo. If you don't know, NAMBLA is the North American Man-Boy Love Association. They advocate for pedophiles. They're advocates. They lobby for pedophiles. That doesn't necessarily mean they're pedophiles. Yes, they're all pedophiles. They are. So, th like, this is how it works. I know you're so curious. You know. This is how it works. They're like, okay, we're going to advocate for the rights of pedophiles. Fine. They're pedophiles, but they still have rights. Okay. Like, for example, you don't want us to fuck your kids, right? We don't, can't fuck your kids. And we're like, no, you can't fuck your kids. And they're like, that's fine. We, we didn't even want to fuck your kids anyway. That's fine. But we have rights. We can still go to the playground and watch them. No, we can't do that. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Fine. Okay, but we still have rights, right? We can make, like, anatomically correct animatronic child-sized sex. No, can we do that? Is it only in Singapore? All right, thank you. All right, let's hear it for Warhol Kaufman. Uh, just a reminder, everyone, we're doing four-minute sets. Uh, three minutes, you will get that honking noise, uh, letting you know to wrap it up. Uh, next up uh, is Case here. Next up, we have Case Koenig. Let's hear it. If that is a real name. How you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Happy Friday. 
Happiest day of your life. Nice. Oh, right on. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Um, I'm just going to spitball here. Uh, have you guys ever met a celebrity? Yeah. Yeah? Who'd you meet, Warhol? I met Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal? How'd that happen? That is not a connection that I thought you were going to make. He was wearing double denim. Cool. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Were you nervous at all? I was nervous that I was going to tell him that I was a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yo, Maggie's the shit. <laughs> No, that's cool. I've met um, I've met one celebrity in my life. I always thought, like, I went to L.A. earlier this year for the first time, just drove down. I was just like, this will be fun. I'm, and, like, mentally in my head, I went, like, oh, if I bump into a celebrity, like, I'm not going to put them on a pedestal. Like, that, I'm, you know, that's phony, like, to make them more important than me. They're not better than me. And then I ended up at this, like, at this Thai restaurant, and I was standing in line, and I was looking over at the menu, and uh, I turned around, and I was like, oh, do I, like, I recognize the guy behind me. I don't know who he is, but I'm pretty sure, like, did we go to, like, college together? Like, who is this guy? And then it, like, and then my wife turns to me and goes, that's Eric Andre. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. And I could not be any more uncomfortable. Like, I couldn't, like, he was on a mountain compared to me. Like, I, like, it made me so uncomfortable. Like, I was like, how do I even, like, look like I don't care. Like, how do I make my eyes, like, <laughs> like, look across and not look too much at you? I had, like, I freaked out so much that I actually had to walk out and go to the bathroom and just hide for, like, five minutes <laughs> until they called our table. I was just like, eh, they are better than me. <laughs> um, I saw a motorcycle crash uh, earlier this week. You guys ever see, like, a motorcycle crash? Or, like, a, yeah, like the ending of one? They're pretty horrific, just like glass everywhere. I read this thing afterwards that like motorcycle drivers, they have like a, it's like a 30 times greater likelihood of like fatality. Like if you, if you drive a motorcycle, which is weird because like I, I have like a lot of friends that are going through like phases right now, like a phase, like a tough guy phase because they're in their 30s and <laughs> they want to like be men again or not again, just for the first time. And, <laughs> like, I have some friends that, like, shave their head and get, like, gnarly tattoos. And now I just want to, like, walk up to them and just be like, dude, do you need a hug? Like, <laughs> like I know you're, you're having a crisis right now and doing some suicidal things, but it's going to be okay. Like, you can. All right. Maybe that was more. Wow, that was fast. Okay. Uh, California fires. Um yeah. Do you guys think that it's caused by global warming? I'm I'm really just doing reconnaissance here. Like, do you guys feel like it's global warming related or no? Yeah, you do? Yeah. PG&E does start it. But uh, yeah, I read a thing in the paper that said that it it's being exacerbated. Like, there's they're more common and they're bigger fires because of global warming. Um, okay, good. I'm just going to ask that question and I can't get to the joke because I have no time. But no, 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 it's cool. I really, I need to... All I was going to say was that <laughs> in a lot of ways, I'm just like, I'm never going to own a home. Why should I give a fuck? But wait, wait, I'll see <laughs> All right, let's hear it for Case Koenig. Um, 
Casey, you know, when I, uh, when I lived in New York, I used to work in production. I was, uh, my first job out of college was I was a production assistant on uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. And um, one of my first jobs was I was Alec Baldwin's personal PA. So I'd have to like, I'd have to like walk him to and from set and whatnot. And the first day I was on the job, I was walked over there to be introduced to him. And his door was closed and he was yelling on the phone. And he was like, you motherfucking piece of shit. If I ever find where you live, I'm going to rip off your arms and shove them down your fucking throat. And I turned to someone else working on the show and I was like, what's going on? And uh, they were like, oh, he's on the phone with Sleepies. They delivered the wrong mattress to his apartment. <laughs> but, uh, but I swear, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> I tried, one time for Christmas, I, uh, I tried to give him a t-shirt from the movie The Shadow, and I handed it to him, and he goes, why are you giving this to me? I was like, I don't know, I thought it'd be funny. He goes, okay, thanks, and he threw it in the corner. But he, he you know, he's got a bad rep, but he's a sweet guy. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> Next up, we have Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis, everybody. All right. Hello, everybody. Hey. How are you? Yeah. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with that old proverbs, Hebrew proverb, uh, give a person a fish, they eat for one day. You teach a person to fish, they eat for a lifetime. Um, I'm suspicious of this. You see what they're doing there? They're not teaching you anything about fishing at all. They're just telling you to teach people to fish. And I know a pyramid scheme when I see one, <laughs> right? Let me guess. I gotta find 10 people to be the people to tell the people to teach people to fish. Next thing you know, I've got my own hours and I'm my own boss. I've heard it all before, you guys. So they're bringing back that TV show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. You guys know the show? There's been three incarnations of it now. First one was with Art Linkletter in the 70s. That's of no importance. But the second one was, uh, <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm thinking about cutting it out. Uh, in the late 90s, that one with Bill Cosby was the host. Uh, and it's funny, looking back, he turned out to be the darndest thing about that whole show. <laughs> he did the darndest things. No, but they have a new one with Tiffany Haddish, the host. And uh, I don't know if you know the show, they put a kid on stage, and they put it in a chair, and they ask the kid questions. And then when the kid gives answers that are, you know, unexpectedly naive or incoherent, they laugh at the kid. That's how the show goes. You know, like this constitutes a good television show, then uh, I have an idea. And here's the title. Uh, Victims of industrial accidents say the darndest things. That's my show. <laughs> Pretty much speaks for itself. <laughs> okay, let's see what I want to say. You know those people, they'll say, oh, they can't remember your name, and they'll go, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm no good with names, actually. I'm just, but I'm good with faces. Like, they want partial credit for being good with the faces. That's not how it works. You don't get partial credit, you know? It's like if you're telling your sixth grade geography teacher, yeah, of course I know all 50 states. It's just, uh, just known by the shape. Couldn't tell you the name of any of them. There's the square ones over there. I'm familiar with those. The one that looks like a dong, I know that one. It's not very convenient. Even less convenient would be if you were super, super good with names, but no good with faces. You walk up to somebody at a bus stop and go, uh, Jessica, probably, right? 
She's like, yeah, have we met? And you go, I have no idea. How am I supposed to know? I can't have relationships. It's my curse. No with friends, not with family. I was on my way to kill myself, but it's been nice not knowing you, Jessica Anderson. And uh, please tell your parents, Rick and Debbie, I said the same. And your little dog, Buster. Anyway, what else? Hey, I got something like that gaydar. I got something like that, but it's more like uh, I can tell right when somebody walks in the room uh, if they're hot. I can tell within seconds I know uh, I want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a little idea. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I don't know if you guys ever see that, saw that study about like men. Somebody did a study where men on average think about sex every seven seconds. That was a really surprising finding, and I think people took away from it that men are kind of perverted or something, but I think there's a buried lead in there, which is that uh, how forgetful men are. That means they have to forget about sex every six seconds at best. And I'm like, what is wrong with our nation's men? Now I realize what they're probably doing. They promised, uh, they're probably trying to remember 9-11. That's my guess. All right, anyway. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. All right, let's hear it for Daniel Lewis. Oh, man, studies are great setups for jokes. They're great. I actually read a study about, um, it happened at UC San Francisco a couple of years ago, and uh, they were studying the effects of cocaine on mice. Turns out a mouse with cocaine hooks up with way hotter mice. Anyway, uh, if you guys can, make sure to give uh, two to five bucks to Mutiny Radio. Again, if you can't, uh, take a little picture, post it on the Instagram, Twitter, Venmo, Facebook, Friendster. Um, next up, <laughs> next up, let's keep it going for Robert Hudson. What's Friendster? sounds like an app uh, to make friends, maybe? Uh, speaking of that, actually, no, this doesn't pertain. Uh, does anyone pay full price for anything anymore? I mean, do you listen to zero podcasts? The codes are all there. You know, you can get at least 10 to 15% off, I feel, on most, on most things. Uh, yeah, there's definitely more to that. That's all I got for that so far. I need to flesh that out. Uh, my friend, who's a girl, asked me, how do I get my boyfriend to choke me during sex? Yeah. How do you get your boyfriend to choke you? So I told her the honest answer. It's actually really simple, girls, if you're really interested in this. I guess there's just the two of you so far <laughs> in here. Um... Okay, the three I meant in this room. Uh, I told her, you know what? Just, uh, just try to kill him. Just try to kill him. And in defense, he should choke you. And it should be pretty exciting. Honestly, if he doesn't choke you, um, then I don't know what. You successfully killed him then, I guess? And, uh, and that means he was a beta male and he doesn't deserve to procreate anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see. I went to a Chinese massage parlor recently. You just have to say massage parlor. 
Thank you, Warhol. I uh, heckle Mike. Heckle Mike for this freedom. In. My whole life. Heckle Mike is in effect. Oh, I went to a massage parlor recently, <laughs> but what, what um, kind was it? It was it was a Chinese one. And uh, and just right up front, I was like, uh, I'd like a happy ending, please. Um, so the masseuse I got, she was really good. She was like massaging me all over. She used a lot of good oils. Um, you know, her hands kept getting like lower, sort of around the thigh area. Uh, she was really working out all the muscles. And um, you know, it was, it, was, it was definitely, it was a good massage and as it was nearing its end, uh, she just leaned in really close uh, and was like, and the princess kissed the prince and they lived happily ever after. And I was like, thank you. That's what I wanted. Thank you. Um, five stars. This was great service. I left feeling relaxed uh, and inspired. Disney inspired. Uh, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, so my girl, she's always like, you know, how come you never treat me like a queen? All my friends, their boys treat them like a queen. Yes, queen, I think is the thing that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, she's like, just treat me like a queen. I was like, all right, fine. So I slit her throat and freed the Roman people. Uh, and I was like, your tyranny is over. And she's like, why? And I was like, it's the 20th century. There's no room for a dictatorship anymore. I'm treating you like a queen. Like a queen. Uh, what did the honk represent again? How much time do I have? Okay, shit. Um, you guys ever just been sitting and like minding your own business and some like old white lady comes up to you and is like, sir, will you be able to assist in case of emergency? I need a verbal confirmation. I'm like, oh my God, leave me alone, okay? I'm trying to download the last season of Ozark while I still have ground data, okay? Yes, yes, I'll help, whatever. Does anyone really tell the truth to that person? It's like, I'm a tall guy, I'll say whatever for an extra three inches of leg room. But we're all lying. We're not gonna fucking help if the plane crashes and we all somehow survive. I'm the first one off the plane because I'm next to the fucking door. There's more to that. I'll do it later. Thanks, guys. My name's Robert Hudson. It's here for Robert Hudson. Scooting in and out of our hearts. Um, all right, let's keep this going. Next up, uh, this is one of the first uh, comics I ever saw in the Bay Area. I really Area. wanted to hear about the food on airplanes. On airplanes? <laughs> you want to hear about it? Food on airplanes? Maybe next time. No, I, I have the whole show. Heckle. I have my own mic. Heckle Mike. You want to talk about food on airplanes right now? Heckle Mike. Please continue. Engaged. <laughs> uh, this next comic is one of the first comics. It's one of the first comics I saw in the Bay Area. Very funny guy. Uh, let's give a round of applause for John Gallagher. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I uh, had been feeling a little down. Uh, I found out I have two gym memberships. Is that funny to everybody else? Yeah, that's uh, two not doing anything. You know, just not 
People are like, what do you have? Uh, two gym memberships that helping you lose weight? It's like, well, bank account, slimming down pretty quick, you know? So I can say, losing a lot of weight from that thing. I found out uh, one of my gym memberships is to Planet Fitness. You guys know Planet Fitness? Yeah, that's the purple one. That's how you know it's a good-ass gym when it's, you know, by color. You know what I mean? It's not good when one of the gyms you go to is, uh, like, looks and smells exactly like the McDonald's play place. You know what I mean? That's... <laughs> Need to maybe throw in another 24-hour fitness to work off that Planet Fitness, you know? Need to get the grease out of there. I don't know. You, why is, uh, does anybody know why every rich person is a pedophile, you know? Does anybody know that? I don't know. I think it must be like the weird, like some strange IRS tax bracket that nobody knew about, you know what I mean? You get some certain amount of money and the IRS just pulls you aside. It's like, well, hey, listen. You have a few other obligations this year. <laughs> just like, pulls you inside for a secret meeting. That's what I want. I want to be rich. I just want to be, I want to do that same thing that rich people do when they avoid like that certain tax bracket. You know, it's like before you have to pay the taxes on the 1%, like, you know, just around the bubble. Like I want to be like exotic animal on the wall, rich. I don't want to be, you know, importing school buses to my home, rich. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that one. Okay. 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 You're right. You know, you're right. I uh, I would say I I was uh, this I had to go to a haunted house and I was reminded of the the most stoned sentence that ever has ever left my mouth, which is a couple of years ago. I said this out loud and it was, oh my god, you guys, uh, I can't smoke any more of this blunt because it's three o'clock, and I'm gonna be late for work in the haunted house. <laughs> and that's not a real thing that actual people say. That is a Scooby Doo episode, guys. That is <laughs> That is that is a very high sentence to say. Um, I like it. I, uh, this is another high sentence to say. I spent a lot of time in Eureka, California. You guys ever been up there? That's where they saw Bigfoot. You know that? There's adults in Eureka, California that think that they have Bigfoot footage, and there's groups of people, they're on the Discovery Channel, that tried to hunt down Bigfoot, okay? And I saw one of these men that was telling me about people hunting Bigfoot was a red-bearded man. His name was Matt Redbeard. He comes from a family of clairvoyance. And he took some time off from his ghost hunting schedule to tell ah. me a little bit about Bigfoot. And I was like, oh, man, so what's the deal with these Bigfoot guys? Like, oh, those guys in the Discovery Channel, they're not the real deal, man. These guys just get drunk, and they sit out in the woods, and they're just taking that sweet TV money to try and exploit Bigfoot for their own personal gain. They just want to capture him and sell him to science. What we do is, like, there's another rival Bigfoot faction that I'm a part of. It's like, wait, what? What the fuck? Rival Bigfoot faction? What do you mean? What's the difference? He's like, what do you do, and what do you, what's your end game? He's like, what we do, man is we put on ghillie suits and we find out where those guys are going and then we make sounds every time they have Bigfoot call back at them. <laughs> it's like, wait, so do you do this to fuck with them to make them think Bigfoot is real? It's like, no, man, we're doing it so Bigfoot can get away, bro. <laughs> just pit, there's an economy around just bearded men grunting at each other in the darkness. This is, it's fucking incredible. Did you know that? Did you know, did you know an economy could work this way? Yeah. I always wonder why they call him Big Fit and not Huge Cock. Huge, well, you know why, you know? <laughs> Big feet and tiny little penis. I don't know. That would be kind of funny if Bigfoot just did have a tiny little dick. That's why he's been hiding this entire time. He's been waiting for pants. <laughs> An applause breakout! Fuck! Uh, 
God damn. No, no one can know. He had to, he had to, he had to wait for evolution to learn how to, to express his shame. Oh fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Textiles. All right, let's hear it again for John Gallagher. Oh man, so funny. Uh, let's keep this going. Next up, we have Michael Satumba. How you guys doing? Great. Um, anybody born abroad here? No, everybody from America? Where were you born from? Where were you born? Germany, nice. Cool. Uh, I, I was born in the Philippines and I grew up in a farm. And I remember my grandpa, he would always say that native chicken, chicken from the farm would taste better than supermarket chicken, which I don't get because like, it's just the same, except it's like frozen and you sell it to people. But I would say that native chicken tastes better than, than supermarket chicken. And you know, there's a lot of things better at the supermarket than, than the farm, like Cheetos and Lay's, you know, better at the supermarket. Hot Pockets, you know, Lunchables are better at the supermarket. And it's, it's really, pra it's more practical, practical if you get your cheese from the supermarket because it would take a while to like, make cheese at the farm, you have to like shake it, you know, struggle. But I remember this one time, I went to the supermarket to get some chicken, because I wanted to prove to my grandpa that they taste fucking the same. So I bought the chicken, I went home, I cooked it, I served it to my grandpa, and he took a bite of the chicken, and then he spit it out. I'm like, Michael, is this fucking supermarket chicken? <laughs> How the fuck do you know, like, grandpa? <laughs> It's it's the leg. I don't recognize the leg. It's not it's not one of our chickens. I don't know. We had chickens. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not Bobby's leg. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, in the Philippines, it's not all farms. We have cities. Um, there's this big city I used to live in, Manila, and it was really traffic. Like there's a lot of cars. And I remember my mom went to the mall, and then he bought she bought this Louis Vuitton bag for five hundred dollars. Like the cheap kind, like right before Christmas. I don't know like why right before Christmas. And my dad was driving home, you know, and I got dizzy. So I told my mom, like, mom, I'm dizzy. So she told me, smell this sunshine and lemons hand sanitizer because it will prevent you from throwing up. I thought it was complete bullshit, but I still smelled it because she was my mom. And... I don't know, oranges and lemons are, are fucking the same, except a lemon is just yellow. Like, comparing oranges to oranges, not apples to oranges. I don't get the logic of apples to oranges. Like, why can't fruit be compared? Like, you know, apples to oranges, why can't? <laughs> but I just remember. I think it's geographic. Oh. Heckle Mike, engage. <laughs> <laughs> but continuing my story, I ended up throwing. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up throwing up on my mom's Louis Vuitton bag, and I got her nothing for Christmas. But <laughs> um, I remember my first Christmas in America. It was really special. It was, I remember it like it was yesterday. It, was, it wasn't yesterday, but because um, in the Philippines, we don't really have Santa Claus. Like when a man is walking through your house, it's usually he's looking for some chickens or something. And thank you. And 
I went downstairs because I was hungry and I was looking for some supermarket string cheese. And I saw this fat ass man walking through the living room and I ran upstairs and told my mom, like, mom, I think Santa Claus is looking for some chickens, for our chickens. And I told her, like, I mean, she told me, like, we're not, this isn't the Philippines, this is America, we don't have chickens. So we got robbed, like, the night before Christmas and that's how I found out Santa wasn't real. Um, but yeah. Um, you met Black Santa? <laughs> yeah, I did. But I don't know. I remember the last movie we watched as a family together was Christopher Robin. Have you guys watched Christopher Robin? Winnie the Pooh, you guys watched Winnie the Pooh when you were kids? I just, like, I just had a thought, like, what if they lived in the hood? Like, you know, what's up, Pooh? Where you going? What's up, Piglet? Where you going? What's up, my Tigger? Oh, oh, okay. I just wanted to try that. Thank you, guys. The Hundred Acre Hood? <laughs> it's here for Michael Satumba, everyone. Um, Michael, have you ever been to Jollibee? Yeah. It's like Filipino McDonald's, right? Yeah. So, like, what was the mindset when they decided, okay, we're going to make, like, Filipino McDonald's, but you know what would be good with this hamburger? A giant plate of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that aside there? It's like a Filipino thing. All right. Okay. Uh, are you, do you have any dietary restrictions? No. I, uh, I don't eat pork anymore because I saw that movie Okja. Anyone else see that movie? Yeah? And it, Okja, it was by a oh, Korean director. So it's so sad, right? Oh I thought God. it was like a great critique of the meat production industry. I went vegan for a whole week after watching it. Yeah, same, same. But now I don't eat pigs. I have not eaten pork since I saw that movie like two years ago. And I try not to eat red meat because it's bad for the environment. But because like pigs are really smart. They're like dogs. Yeah. You know, they have feelings and they can sense when they're about to be slaughtered. But I have no problem eating birds or fish because they are dumb, you know? When did you slaughter a dog? <laughs> I never slaughtered a dog. I say pigs know when they're about to be slaughtered. But um, I have no problem eating anything that's like, that I'm smarter than. Like, I won't, I won't eat octopus because octopus are like really fucking smart. What about sharks? Will you eat sharks? Yeah, sharks are like very primitive and like instinctual. Like Do you eat would you, ass? Would you eat out a woman? Spits out how smart that ass is! Oh. Anyway, oh, we're going <laughs> to We're going to keep this going. Next up, let's hear it for Ryan Schooler. Schooly R. Schooler is my name. Uh it's 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 Schooly, but I was yeah. No, it's I, someone fucked up. Someone has terrible handwriting at Mutiny. Pam. Pam. Um I donated an extra dollar so I feel entitled to make fun of Pam. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan Schooler. Well, Max Schooler? School her, Ryan. Oh, oh, okay. Ah, it comes from, all right. Heckle Mike in effect. Okay. Um, Heckle Mike hell engaged. Hell yes. Heckle Mike engaged. I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we got that over with early with. I was, I was very nervous about when the Heckle Mike would be engaged. We got, it, we got out of the way right in the beginning. Feeling great about it. Go for it. You already leaned over. Just fucking let me help you out. It's, nope. All right. That's... One minute into my set, zero jokes. Hell yes. Uh, <laughs> heckle Mike Engage. Um, I was watching um, <laughs> Mutiny Radio listeners. Uh, heckle Mike double engaged. Warhol just threw a fucking nickel at me. Um, <laughs> minute and a half, no jokes. All right. Uh, 
Go for the record. Hey, go for the record. Let's just let's close it out. The whole fo- whole fucking four, baby. Um, no, I was I was watching TV the other day. Awkward transition. Uh, <laughs> walk, watching TV. I, I was uh, I was watching a movie came on. James Bond movie. I was I was watching this movie, and um, I'll be honest with you guys, not a big James Bond fan. Because I don't, I, I, just, I can't believe him as a spy. Like, I don't think he's, he's a realistic spy. I can't get into it. Because, like, real spies are sneaky. They're discreet. They kind of watch people from a distance. Uh, why the fuck does James Bond drive a sports car in every movie? You know, like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, I feel like if James Bond were a real spy, he would drive, instead of driving, like, a Maserati, he would drive, like, a beaten-up 98 Civic like I drive. You know, like, that's the car he would drive. The first five minutes of the movie, instead of the music where he pulls the gun, it's just five minutes of him trying to start his car and just and struggling and failing, uh, much like this bit. Remember when Warhol threw change at me? <laughs> and nobody knew what to say. Nope, no, in case you forgot. <laughs> I like how I like how James Bond is a spy and his catchphrase Bond James Bond is just telling everyone his actual name. Like that's that's his his legitimate catchphrase, you know? Like other spies are in the distance with binoculars like watching the enemy. James Bond is just walking right up to them like, "Yeah, James Bond B O N." Everyone's just like, oh, how did you uh, catch MI6's most notorious secret agent? It's like, well, he showed us his driver's license. Uh, he's also the only guy at the beach in a full tuxedo, so that kind of tipped us off a little bit. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, my girlfriend is uh, is going to therapy now, which is, is, is very cool. I'm, I'm happy for her, because I'm, I'm a big therapy guy. I'm a big supporter of it. Um, I am a little suspicious of her therapist because it feels like her therapist is going to comic extremes to try to sabotage our relationship <laughs> a little bit. Like she, she really does not like me. Um, my girlfriend will be talking about something completely unrelated to me. She'll be like, yeah, you know, I, I've been really struggling with depression uh, ever since my cousin died earlier this year. And her therapist will just be like, that must be so hard when your boyfriend doesn't do the dishes. Like that's very <laughs> tough. Do you think your boyfriend is the reason your cousin died? Like maybe he ate off an unwashed fork? I don't know. No. She has all sorts of helpful uh, psychiatric tips. Just like, yeah, remember Alexis, when you're feeling anxiety, that's just your body's way of reminding you that your boyfriend is probably unfaithful. That's probably, <laughs> all right, that didn't work. Thank you guys very much. All right, let's hear for Ryan Scrolling. Sorry, I butchered your name earlier. Um, but yeah, relationships are hard. Uh, I'm married. Uh, I moved out here because my wife got a, a job out here. And um, I love my wife. She's amazing. I, uh, I worship the ground she walks on because she owns it. She owns our apartment. Did your wife meet Alec Baldwin? She did. Wow. She did. Um, but yeah, uh, before we moved here, uh, we decided to go to Medieval Times in New Jersey. Um, is there medieval times out here? Yeah. yeah. There is? Where is it? Uh, L.A. Oh, it's in L.A. So just a short drive. <laughs> um, but it, for those of you who don't know, medieval times is you watch a bunch of knights like joust and fight each other with dull swords and you eat food with like no um, utensils um, and you sort of embrace uh, feudalism at its best. But uh, before we went, my wife had never gone and she said, uh, do we need to bring singles with us? I was like, why? And she said, to tip the knights. 
She thought you tipped nights the same way you would an exotic dancer going to a gentleman's club. So it's like, please welcome to the stage, Sir Galahad. <laughs> Sir Galahad drives a cabriolet from Tampa, Florida, and is currently knighting his way through law school. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna keep this going. Uh, next up, uh, just so you, next up, uh, Noam Ospinall's on deck. And next up we have, let's keep it going for Hannah Richardson. <laughs> Hello, how are we doing tonight, guys? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I go to school, and the other day, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the other day, I walked out of class, and a guy approached me, and he just goes, uh, Do you know what circumcision is? I was like, Oh, yeah. Do you know what year it is? I don't think you can ask that anymore. I don't know. It felt a lot like if you ran up to the pilot on an airplane and you're like, do you know what a bomb is? And you're like, fuck, <laughs> read the room, please. Yeah. Yikes, and then they start doing jazz squares. Turns into a Broadway musical, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, but I just feel like as a woman, at least for me, I'm only like asking for two things now these days. and. It's consent and foreplay, and in that interaction, I didn't get either one, so. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. He, I guess he just like had a lot of balls on him, or maybe just a little extra foreskin. Uh -huh. He, uh... <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he was just taking a survey. Uh, I told him I didn't have time for it, but I don't know why he wanted to ask me, because I'm neither Jewish nor circumcised, so... This guy sounds like a Trump supporter. Did he have his smegma hat on? Oh, he might as well have had. But no backpack and a camera, which was weird, so that's why I just kept walking. Oh, what else? Let's see. Oh, food trends are getting really big. Different kinds of diets these days, like, it's... Always about giving something up, but there's a label for just about any of them. You could be vegan, paleo, whatever, but you're giving something up, right? Uh, it's just gotten so far at this point, and I saw an article the other day, and all it said was, girl lives off air. <laughs> this bitch has... <laughs> given up on food altogether. I thought that that was pretty incredible. Uh, but I'm pretty sure in 2005 that was just called anorexia, so I don't know where we're going with that. Um, but really, like, if I, I feel like you have to be very specific when you're using these kind of labels for your diet now. Like, if I were to be like, I'm a vegan now, I'd have to also say, like, but my tits are trying to be dairy-free, ah. and my vag is a full carnivore. So, like, it's a very, <laughs> very different experience. All right. Uh, Self-care. Self-care is a very, like, millennial trend, right? Like, we're just all super into it. After a full hour of blogging, we really deserve that $9 craft beer. I mean, <laughs> put in the hard work, right? Um, all I can imagine is some bitch being like, 12 ways to channel your inner boss bitch. Let's go get Rosé on a rooftop, Becky, and then I just go. <laughs> uh, but everyone has their own version of it, right? 
my version is getting stoned and spending $40 on myself at McDonald's. Oh, wow. So if you ever see me at a McDonald's, please don't approach me. I'm going through a very spiritual metamorphosis. My third eye is wide open, ready to channel some McNugs. Thank you, guys. Can, can you, wait, wait, don't go, don't go, don't go. I have a question. Yes. Can you list off everything that you get at McDonald's for $40? Oh, fuck. It changes. It really does. But it's usually like a 20 piece. <laughs> and then I'll get like a couple McDonald's. And then from there on, it's like cookies or McFlurries and a variety. Yeah. I salute you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I had the same question. I wanted to see an itemized receipt of how one can spend $40 at a McDonald's just for themselves. I spent $20 once at McDonald's in middle school. Yeah. So I respect the hustle. What would you get for $20? Um, it was like a lot of hamburgers and a lot of french fries. That was before the dollar menu. A lot of nuggets and oh, yeah. definitely some milkshakes. That was before the dollar menu. Yeah, I'm kind of old. Yeah. If you're trying to spend $20, though, you, you just skip over the dollar menu, right? It's like, like Brewster's Millions, but for fast food. <laughs> you have $100, you can keep it all, you, but you got to spend it at McDonald's in one sitting. You won indigestion. <laughs> all right, uh, is Noam here? Yeah. All right, cool. Noam is here, and then after uh, next up, we have Mr. Weed. Um, but uh, first up, let's give a round of applause for Noam Os uh, Ospinal. Osband. Water 
same way y'all really Jewish. The same way I'm really Jewish. The same way New York's real Jewish. But we know New York's not all Jewish, cause we Let's hear from Noah Mosbane. That was great. You were way more talented than anybody in this room. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Sam LeBute, you're on deck. Uh, but coming up is a great friend of the show, uh, probably, Mr. Weed. Let's hear from Mr. Weed. Hey, there's no probably about it. I was just outside. It was great weather. Can you believe it? Awesome out there today. And here you are hanging out with Pam on a Friday night. Fuck, can't get any better. Right, Pam? Yay! It's a cheap one. Yeah, my name is Weed. That's my real name. Uh, some people think it's a stage name, but it's not. So my dad left me two things in life that served me well. First, he gave me a good butt kicking. Anybody else had one of those? One person. God, fuck. Two people, and the rest of you are, would you say, characterize yourself as a spoiled, entitled, privileged? Wait a minute, I digress. So I'm one of 11 kids, so um, my dad was big into corporal punishment. It was his way of crowd control. And so um, he passed when I was a teenager. God, I'm bringing the mood down. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> Every time I inhale, I'm supposed to hear a chuckle out there. You passed last year? No. <laughs> when I was in my teens. And from a heart uh, condition. So then I called up the American Heart Association, and they give you a list of uh, risk factors, like cholesterol, et cetera. So I suggested they put one more, uh, fucking 11 kids. <laughs> and he gave me my last name, Weed. Uh, <laughs> 11 fucking kids, OK. I, <laughs> Did I mention I'm dyslexic? So, did, did I mention I'm dyslexic? So, uh, so okay. So, didn't my last name weed? It didn't start out real good. Uh, I was teased by today's standard. They might say bully, because if you looked up weed in the dictionary in the 1900s, which you kids know nothing about, I weed. It says unwanted flower. That's the definition. So I'd be teased. Hey, weed, you're an unwanted flower. 
Well, now 2019, guess who gets the last laugh? They said, hey, weed, do you have any flour? <laughs> okay, so I thought I'd run for governor. Um, I figured I'd get 99% of the vote uh, based on name recognition. And the other 1% of the people that didn't get that joke. All right. Um, so I'll, I've been married 28 years, one reason. If you, if you ask me if I wrote a book, in fact, I'm thinking about incorporating something like this into a, a book bit. You always remind your wife that life is an adventure and it lowers her expectations of you. So you get along fine. But certain conventions go by the wayside, for example, foreplay. That's off the table. She says it's poor play. Pour me another drink so I can get in the mood. Well, that's the big, that's the biggest laugh that Joe got. You guys are feeling sorry for me, aren't you? So I, uh, our anniversary is on July twentieth. Anybody else know what that's known for? The moon landing, exactly. So I got the allegedly, thinking, not actually. Come on now. <laughs> You're supposed to suspend your disbelief. So um, I got something in common with the moon. That was the day we both got our rocks off. Okay, can I plug my shit? Yeah, you have a oh, Okay. I do open mics the second Tuesday of the month at the Silver Cloud over in the marina. And we do a joke workshop at 6 o'clock. And I, last time I was here, Pam made a comment. <laughs> now I have a retort. She said, he stole from me or something like that. Or... No, no. I was just confused at your story. No, I'm talking about when I mentioned my joke workshop. Oh, yeah, you totally plagiarized the name of my show on Monday, but that's right. fine. I totally okay. support you well, in your second Tuesdays of the month. It's great. I'd love to go down sometime. No. <laughs> but I only steal for the best. That's the punchline. Well, thank you. <laughs> Six o'clock joke workshop. Um, everybody knows where that's at, right? Seven o'clock open mic. And so if you come down, and, you, and there's also going to be a joke workshop contest, so people in the workshop can get up and do their bit, and there'll be cash prizes. <laughs> so my first career was in the criminal justice system. And when that comes up in the conversation, uh, I, people ask me my opinion, what causes crime and delinquency? And I give my opinion. I, think, I believe it's the parents. Would you, would you agree with that? Spe especially the, the father, if he would have just pulled out two seconds ago. Earlier, we wouldn't have these issues. <laughs> All right, thanks. Any relation to uh, Law and Order producer Speedweed? Speed? No? no. Thank you. Yeah, there's a. Let's hear it from Mr. Weed, everybody. No, there was actually, you guys can look it up on IMDb. There was a producer on Law & Order for like 15 years whose name is Speed Weed. John Mulaney does like a whole bit about it. Um, but a lot, I think a lot of us have like fucked up relationships with our dads, right? Like my dad uh, was a pretty good athlete in college. My dad play, was the captain of his college football team. And I was a terrible athlete growing up. But when I was growing up, whenever I would play sports, he, he was number 52 in college. He would make me wear number 52 as an homage to himself. So we all have the stuff we're going through. Uh, next up, uh, Matthew Quirk, you're on deck. But next up we have, coming from Rochester, New York, Sam LeBute. Yeah. 
I'm glad that guy clarified that joke about having 11 kids giving you high cholesterol. Because I've been fucking the shit out of 11 kids on the reg every year. And I was afraid I was going to have to run to the doctor. Shit. Anyway, how you guys doing? Anyone here ever work from home? Anyone? Yeah, that shit's dope. I've been working from home lately. Uh, it's a lot different than other jobs I've had. I definitely noticed working from home, there's a way more lenient masturbation policy. That's definitely one thing. <laughs> but I always hated those policies and codes of conduct they had at jobs, you know? Like my one job had a really strict dress code. It's like you had to have a collar. You couldn't wear a t-shirt. But apparently it wasn't supposed to be a leather collar attached by chains to the nipples of a six-foot-tall Rocky Horror cosplayer named Obsidian. Apparently I didn't get that memo. Apparently that's a big no-no at the Cold Stone Creamery. But uh, yeah, I noticed that I'm like a really fucking petty person. Like a week into moving here, I already had a nemesis. But in my defense, the, my nemesis is this kind of guy. The kind of guy that like when you're outside your apartment or wherever, he always comes up and bothers you. Do you know these people that just find the need to just come up to you and fucking bug you? And I'm never safe from this guy. Like one day, I was in my backyard, just kind of minding my own business, and this dude just strolled into my backyard and this is how I know I have some level of social anxiety, because as soon as I saw this man, my first thought wasn't, why is this guy in my backyard? My first thought was, I don't want to have to fucking talk to this guy right now. And he comes up to me, he's like, you smoke weed? And I was like, oh, not anymore. And he's like, you do coke? And I was like, sometimes. And so he busted out a crack pipe and began to smoke crack in front of me. And he's like, you want some, man? I was like, nah, I can't. I got a drug test coming up soon, which isn't true. I don't know why I felt like I had to give this guy a valid enough excuse of why I didn't want to smoke crack with him in my backyard. But his response to this, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. He just goes, come on, man, it's Saturday. <laughs> because, of course, we all know Saturday is for smoking crack. That's right. We're all aware of the, we're aware of the weekly Saturday smoking of the crack. But, yeah, that's my nemesis. That's one of them, at least. I think it's weird how we all have these little nemesises, you know? Like, if you're at work and you sneeze and some guy doesn't say bless you, you're just like, hmm, I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life. Like, that guy could bring you flowers every single day and you'd still be like, oh, who are these flowers from? John, you know that motherfucker doesn't say bless you? But you don't let those things go. Like, uh, I was at a show when I first moved here and this guy, the lineup was switching all over the place. I didn't know when I was up and I was asking if I was up or he was up. He's like, don't worry about it, man. It's all Irie, Hakuna Matata. And this was a 10-second interaction I had three months ago, and I still hope this guy gets hit by a bus. So that's how petty I am. I don't fucking know. Things are, you know, changing. I need to make some changes, though. Uh, I'm trying to get better. Uh, I stopped doing coke, which is good. But uh, I still have a prescription to Adderall, so it's not that good. Yeah, that's like ordering $40 of McDonald's and being like, you know what? I'll have the Diet Coke. It's not really that much better. But Adderall is weird. That is a drug that people will abuse recreationally, which I don't understand at all. It's like, baby, we're going to party tonight. You know I got those Adderalls. Tonight we're going to get so focused. Girl, you know I got those Addies. We're going to do so much math. Someone take John's keys. He's doing calculus. He's too fucked up to drive. That's John. Fucked up. Yeah, what do I got else fucking for you guys? Yeah, I take Adderall, yet still fat as hell, which is great. Great that that side effect didn't hit me. All the other ones, dry mouth and all that, got all those. Um, I don't really like telling fat jokes, though. Part of me feels like maybe if I don't mention it, you guys won't notice. 
<laughs> like I was always fat, never really did sports. I feel like the only way I could compete in the Olympics is if they introduced a new category called competitive depression. I'd be like the fucking Michael Phelps of that shit. Yeah, I need to do better though. The closest I get to self-care is just liking my own statuses on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, there you go, that's for me. Um, yeah, let me fucking end this with something. But yeah, I used to do a lot of coke. I did so much coke that I wound up dating a stripper for two months, which is just a thing that happens. People don't know this. If you do coke every day, you just wind up dating a stripper. Like you don't plan it. It just like falls into your lap and just happens. A lot of people, when they hear that, they'll be like, yeah, man, good for you. Which, But I'm from Rochester, New York, and the fact that anyone thinks it's a good thing I dated a stripper shows me you don't know what the strippers from Rochester, New York look like. Strippers from Rochester are like foreclosed homes. Like from the outside at a distance, they kind of look okay. But on the inside, they are all torn up and full of asbestos. <laughs> anyway, you guys, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I love all four of you. <laughs> Every, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick this up for you. Sorry, my buddy. Love you. All right, let's hear for Sable Butte. La booty? Yeah. All right, so sorry. La booty. Is it Italian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right on. Uh, well, let's keep this going. Next up is the hero of Mutiny Radio, the man, myth, the legend, Matthew Quirk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They were asking earlier, you know, did you guys, anybody here meet a celebrity? And like, everyone here has met me, right? I mean, <laughs> no? For God's sakes. Anyway, hey, Pam, great artwork you got here. Who's the artist? Pennywise? Uh, so uh, is this still no drinking in here, Pam? No alcohol zone? Yeah, well, I'm drinking... I, I, I'm drinking a, a kombucha in here anyway, because fuck the police, man. See what a badass I am? How dangerous I am? So anyway, you guys hear about those fires happening in uh, Santa Rosa? Yeah, I'm thinking of buying some land up there. I'm here having a, a fire sale on land up in Santa Rosa. Yeah, that, that joke is still smoking hot, kids. That joke is ablaze. That joke is under 0% containment. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, so... Uh, People were talking about rats doing cocaine. Do you know they're teaching rats how to drive? They're doing an experiment where they're teaching rats how to drive. Yeah. Uh, next, they're going to teach Uber drivers how to drive. That's next for science. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, the Trump administration recently said that uh, nepotism is okay because, you know, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, you know, he was for the Kennedy administration. That's why it's cool with Ivanka being in the Trump. Uh, I didn't know Robert Kennedy designed handbags. Anyway, uh, what happened to Robert Kennedy anyway? We can only hope, right, for Ivanka? We can only hope. He got shot in the head, for those not playing along. Cool. Uh, so part of this whole uh, Ukraine investigation and the whole impeachment thing, you know, Trump recently said that the... Uh, that the whole uh, a monuments cause was bullshit. Yeah, that guy really puts the con in Constitution. Uh, 
yeah, so he recently said that Rick Perry tripped, tricked him into saying, to making that phone call to the Ukraine. And uh, I think if you can get tricked by Rick Perry, that's an impeachable offense. That alone is impeachable. Mm-hmm. I recently read a Vice article that said small penises are coming back in fashion. And, and I just want everyone to know that I've had mine before it was cool. Yeah. I read another Vice article. You know, did you know that the planet Uranus uh, is made of methane? So it smells like methane. And uh, apparently the planet off-gasses every once in a while out there in space. Uh, but I would like to remind you that space is somewhere where nobody can hear you fart. Long, long walk for that one. Like a moonwalk for that one. So did anyone uh, here see uh, Mitch McConnell get snubbed at Elijah Cummings' funeral by one of the pallbearers? The pallbearers is going down the line. He refused to shake Mitch's hand. And Mitch was all surprised. Dude, he nicknamed himself the Grim Reaper. No one is shaking your hand at a funeral. The Grim Reaper. A funeral. Yeah. Did anyone see uh, Mark Zuckerberg's testimony before... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Dude, it's really rough Seeing the smartest guy in the world Not remember shit I mean, he just could How does Doesn't data have a memory bank? Anyway uh, Trump also was complaining about the emoluments clause Saying that, uh, you know George Washington ran a business When he was president And I'm like, oh shit Trump wants to own slaves yeah, boy. Uh, so uh, Trump also recently backed out on our allies, the Kurds, left them to die out there in the desert, saying that they didn't help us in Normandy. Motherfucker, you didn't help us in Vietnam. How is that your goddamn standard? Anyway, the next day, he's having a meeting with the uh, prime minister of Italy. And he was saying how, you know, the United States and Italy have had a long friendship going back to the Roman Empire. Let's just gloss over the fact that this country is only like 230-something years old. And the poor translator, she was looking around like she needed a translator. Like, could someone translate Trump to English so I can translate English to Italian? Uh, anyway, I can't wait till someone tells Trump where Italy was during the Normandy invasion. They were, they were our enemies. They were, yeah, they were against us. Axis of evil, correct. So uh, Trump wants to sell his uh, Moscow hotel. Oh, excuse me, the Washington, D.C. hotel, the Trump hotel there. I think he thinks if he sells it in time that he won't be connected to the crimes he committed there. I think he's kind of under a delusion there a little bit. Uh, so recently, uh, the Republicans stormed one of the closed-door meetings about impeachment, um, claiming there should be no closed-door meetings. I'm like, okay, cool. So what happened with that meeting between Trump and Putin? Can we have that? If there's no more closed-door shit, no more secrecy, I guess. Okay, tax returns. How about tax returns? Anyway, I'm old enough to remember when the Republicans were against mob rule. 
And I, for one, would like to know how much of that storming the meeting was climate change related. How much was climate change related? Storming the meeting. Yeah, you get it. Uh, fart in space. <laughs> I heard he did. You were outside smoking. Yeah, cool. Heckle Mike engaged. Oh, do you want to heckle Mike me? Because I got something for you, buddy. Uh, let me. They've see. never let black men on the moon. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I wonder why. Do more climate change puns. Uh, you know, I'm glad you spoke up because I've been waiting to say something to you, Warhol. Warhol was really caught, recently caught bragging that he's had a half a million uh, viewers because of his time here on Mutiny Radio. Is it over? Over oh a half God. million. Uh, I had a, a million views in July alone. Yeah. 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 What, what jokes did you tell? I'm really impressed. <laughs> The point is, I cleared the house with what I was doing. And the, yeah, I cleared, cleared the house. Um, fuck, I didn't realize that four minutes would take this long. Did you not fucking corn me, for God's sakes? I was giving you time because I didn't know what happened in the news this week because I didn't have internet. So I was, oh. like, I just was like, oh. Oh, so I was up me. at Sierra Hot Springs this week. Did I miss anything? Uh, actually, there was uh, a thing about uh, uh, Attorney General Barr wants to go back to uh, traditional values, uh, you know, and I would love to go back to traditional values. You know, we used to tar and feather uh, politicians that we didn't like. That was pretty, pretty traditional. Uh, okay, thank God. Oh, yeah, so Trump opened some... Uh, uh, escort services in China, apparently. Massage parlors and escort services. Yeah, he's really putting the dignity in the office, huh? How about acting all presidential? Sh- all right, that wasn't really a joke or anything. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, man. All right, we're getting to the t- end of the night. I don't know what's been funnier tonight, the jokes or Sabrina Miller's loud sighs when she hates a joke. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we're getting to the very last comic of the night. Uh, she's very funny. Big fan. Let's hear it for Sabrina Miller. Woo! My, my mind has been wandering off. I've been thinking about dark things. Dark things. been thinking about climate change and just sighing. Oh. And then no black men on the moon. I was just like, oh. Sighing. And it's like... No white people on the moon. Yay. I don't know. Gentrification on, on Mars. You know, that's cool. I'm down for that. Though. Let's gentrify the fuck out of the Martian atmosphere, though. Let's do that. Uh, I, I'm not excited about Starbucks in uh, San Francisco, but I would get really excited about Starbucks on, on Mars. <laughs> A lot of milestones to look forward to. First delivery on Mars. Amazon delivery. Hey. There we go. Wedding vows would be really easy to, to keep on Mars, wouldn't they? Think about it. You get married on Mars, though. That especially that till death do us part one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got. Uh, let's see here. Let's um, start off with some prepared material. I, I'm feeling older lately. I am. I haven't been catcalled in a while. I I, I haven't been catcalled in so long that shit. I've forgotten how far up my legs really go. I do. Sometimes I have to just do this. I'm just walking down the streets. I'm I'm like fuck. What? Oh yeah. Shit. 
God damn it. Please, please. Someone just shout at me. Damn, girl, you tall. And then I can look in the mirror and be like, fuck yeah, I am. It's time to start intimidating some men. Take advantage of that. I was looking in the bathroom mirror. It was about four years ago. I was just kind of just taking a long, hard look at myself. And... And I realized, like, oh, shit, Sabrina, damn, look, girl, you are, you are not immortal. <laughs> you are not related to the Highlander. It, it's time to start thinking about your future. you got to think about your future, hon. you got to start planning for retirement because you're a feminist. <laughs> and so I did. I, 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 uh, I enrolled in this deferred compensation plan right after this. this and uh, the name of this deferred compensation plan is stand-up comedy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> When you know it, every year, the retirement age keeps going up. What the fuck? We need, us comedians, we need to lobby Congress. What, the, you know, what's, you know? We need to contribute 10%. They can contribute 90%. Let's, let's, let's do that. Um, let me enter in the magical code here for my amazing jokes. They're so good, I have to enter in a code to access them. Um, so I was reflecting on my reflection in the bathroom mirror the other day because I really hate my body. I like to look at, you know, be reminded of, of that. So I, I looked at my gums, you know. I, uh, I got tired of feeling, about, feeling bad about my thighs and my boobs, so I was, like, moving on to my gums, and I was like, oh, damn. My gum situation is not good, you know. And I was like, Sabrina, you know, you maybe, maybe you should floss more. You should floss more. Oh my God, your smile would be so much more beautiful if you would just floss more. I'm fucking catcalling myself. <laughs> San Francisco, you know, you know, you think there would be like a higher class of catcalling? Like for once, I would just like to be walking in the mission, you know, just, uh, and a guy walks by me and he says, hey, hey girl, hey, no, hey woman, why don't you back up that beautiful, confident smile? Mm. Yeah. I'd be like, yay, we beat the patriarchy. Um, so I'm transgender. There's no segue. <laughs> Just ask my dad about that one. It's like, hey, dad, those steaks are looking really good. Woo, yeah, perfect, nice and juicy. By the way, I'm transgender. There actually was a transition, but I'm... Sh there was a transition. Ah, you said my dad is great. My dad is great. He accepts his new daughter. He uses all he uses the right pronouns all the time. Like just clap it up for my dad. We didn't we have I know he was raised Catholic and he was a Boy Scout. I finally broke him. It was awesome. You know, it was when when uh, he just renounced God in the Catholic Church. So there's this huge weight that's been lifted off your shoulders, Dad. You're welcome. So now we have a very we have a very good relationship. We have a very trans parent relationship yes we do and i forgot there we go you know it's interesting as a, as a trans woman there's kind of a privilege that goes along with it like i can pretty much do anything i want to do within reason like uh let's say someone started heckling me like just making really disparaging comments i could just leap off the stage with a microphone stand and just start fucking beating that guy in the kneecaps with the microphone stand, and, and that's not assault when you're a trans woman comedian. That's, that's being brave. <laughs> Everybody be like, oh, she's just so courageous. Oh my God, she's so courageous. Just, oh, that's amazing. We need more courage in the world. Heckle Mike, engaged. Heckle Mike. What kind of, what kind of mascara do you use? Use good mascara. 
kind of mascara do I use? I don't I don't use mascara. Do you not? Is it that no. your glasses is it your glasses magnify your own eyes and it's, so I think that you have yes, luscious yes. lashes. Beautiful. It's okay. the glasses and it's uh, the uh the estrogen. Ah. Yeah, I've been microdosing on estrogen. I got the patch on my ass right now. I need to get some of that too. It's cool. great. I feel I feel amazing. Like I'm I'm I look at me. I'm I'm just You're glowing. sitting on good form here. Um, my ass is glowing too. My skin on my ass has never looked better. <laughs> it's just I had all these before I put the estradiol patch on each butt cheek right here. I got one. It's like there. It was kind of like blemishes. It was like you know how you get those little red and flame spots, but now it's like. It's like fucking Charlize Theron would be jealous. Char- Charlize Theron would be jealous of my ass right now. Like my 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 butt is looking good. I I could be her stunt double. Yes, yes. I just gotta do some more squats. You know, do some yoga. I gotta do some downward facing dog. Hello, dog. I'm afraid to do yoga though. I am because uh, I'm afraid that it's gonna lead to a podcast. Like yoga sent me to the ER. That would be really embarrassing, but you know, it's just I can see myself um, talking to the doctor. It's like the doctor's like, "So, how did you injure yourself?" Like, well, I was kind of injured by like a falling tree pose. Falling tree got me. Um, get a lot of questions about being transgender. Get a lot of questions about my transition. Uh, someone asked me, "What's the most difficult thing about being a trans woman?" You know, and the most difficult thing about being a trans woman. It's finding affordable housing in San Francisco. Oh my God, oh my God. One last thing, I'm really, I'm gonna channel my inner Matthew Quirk on this one. I'm really, I'm really pissed off at San Francisco. I'm, I'm angry at the bathroom signage situation, like on the single occupancy bathrooms, because there's not standardization. That's the cool one, the Mutiny Radio. We've got the all gender restroom sign. So give it up for Mutiny for that. But I was at a coffee shop and there was a bathroom sign which is the male symbol and the female symbol, you know? Then I went to another one, and on the sign there was a, a male symbol, a female symbol, and then like a symbol like with, with half a dress. I know, is that gender fluid? Is that gender non-binary? I don't fucking know. But here's my idea. All you need are three symbols on a bathroom sign, and those three symbols are a Y, an O, and a U. That's it. Maybe it can be a holographic sign. You look at it from this angle, it says, yes, you, come on, in. We want you. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right, let's hear it for Sabrina Miller! Yeah. Woo! Woo! I don't know about you guys, but I had a great time. We, uh, we are now playing to a house of four, five if you're counting the dog. Uh, but uh, let's bring it up to the person who makes it all possible. Pam, come here. Bring it in. Bring it up. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Yeah, Sabrina, I'm so glad that you brought up uh, cat calling and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. I. I'm going through menopause and it's turned me into a 14-year-old girl again. I have a crush on the mailman in this neighborhood. He's 26. I learned that he walks down 20th Street. When I'm leaving the bar coming here, he walks up the street. And the other day he was wearing this wife beater and he had his like mailman shirt sort of unbuttoned. And I said, um, I hope that the U.S. Postal Service makes a calendar and that you are in it. 
and then he smiled at me and then I kept walking and I was like, I just sexually harassed the mailman, I think. <laughs> now I see him like every time I, I saw him today and I like, I like gave him like a wink and like a little, like I was walking and like, oh, it's a hot mailman, it's a hot mailman and I gave him a little, then eh. I thought like, wow, you know, what if the situ, what if it was reversed? What if I was a 45 year old creepy man like preying on a 26 year old hot male person? And um, I'd still be okay with that. The thing is, the thing I feel about feminism is that no one's going to change objectification. Men have been objectifying women for years. It's been happening. People have been objectifying people for years, but women weren't really allowed to do it. But now, like with feminism, we get to do everything equally. So, yay! I there's, get to sexually harass the mailman. There's a hot male lady in this neighborhood, too. She is. Her name is Angel. It's not Angel. It's not Angel or Angel. It's like, on, no, it's not Angel hell or angel it's angel she's she, she is super hot i will sexually harass her and i'm a woman i'm a terrible person i'm just saying objectify objectify it's let's it is it's 2020 baby every 12 year olds have porn on their fucking phone and you're worried about me objectifying a 26 year old mailman please bigger fish to fry that's amazing. I was on the bus today on the 38 and I heard some good music and I started kind of like grooving in the music, right? And I like looked over at his phone and he was watching porn and I was like, never mind that one, I'm gonna walk this way. It was a full three, it was a full 38 bus. It was like 3.30 in the afternoon, the kids are coming home from school. He's in a single seat sitting there with the music all the way up. No, uh, eh, none of that. It was like a, it was like a cool, like, it was almost like an 80s beat, like a, and I was I was kind of dancing on the bus like oh 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 and I looked at him I'm like oh no <laughs> on the bus bro and this guy was like I mean I can't guess ages but he was over 30 so anyway people are gross <laughs> like if he can watch porn on the bus I can fucking talk to my mailman I don't know the difference between cat calling and complimenting I think it has to do with how good looking you are but I'm not sure it's very it's very difficult for me I get I finally sort of understood what catcalling was like because I got a new kitten recently and uh, he's growing into his own catness and doing his kitty thing and he'll be across the room and I'll be like, baby, baby kitty, baby kitty, baby kitty, I love you. Baby kitty, come here, baby kitty, baby kitty, come here, come here. I just wanna, I just wanna touch you, I just wanna touch you, I just wanna touch you. And he's like, mm. so then I like get up and I physically chase him around the room and I'm like, baby kitty, I love you, baby kitty, I love you. And then I pick him up without consent and then I turn him over and I say, you are a baby. And I make him a baby and I hold him until he goes, and then I let him down and I say, I love you, I love you, I'm sorry I picked you up without consent. See, I know what cat calling is now. I understand catcalling it's hard though because complimenting catcalling I live in the tenderloin and I was walking down the street and a nice gentleman said girl you've been living a long time to look 22 that's a compliment that's a straight up fucking compliment it doesn't matter it's a compliment 100% uh, another gentleman said you got a nice fit on today double entendre I am fit I'm wearing an outfit I appreciate that compliment i'm afraid of wearing skirts in the tenderloin because one time i walked down the street and the guy said oh i like your skirt can i get under there and get a sniff ah complimenting a cat calling why do you want to smell my skirt anyway it smells my boyfriend's cum you're weirdo when you like smelling cum <laughs> 
You like it? You like the semen? You you a you a marine animal? What what, what wow? It, this is ain't no party like a dog party. It's a dog party at Mutiny Radio. They're like um they're like twins, mommy, daddy. This is like old. This is it's like old man golden retriever, young man golden retriever. Did you chop off both of their balls? Are their balls chopped? Did did you did you enlist? The help of a veterinarian to do. Does your dog have nuts? Okay, so you actually had a situation with, but you didn't want to vandalize your dog's body. I felt the same way about my cat. I thought about it for a long time. He had his balls. He came with his balls. God made cats with balls. God, whatever that means. Okay, cats come with balls. Okay, so like, why do we like, so I have this very like esoteric philosophical discussion with both my boyfriend and then my veterinarian. And the veterinarian was like, well, and you know, I, I respect your integrity, but do you want your house to smell like cat piss? And I was like, no. And then, but the other thing, I was like, I could probably deal with that. But the other thing she said was, your cat is gonna be sexually frustrated and I don't know if you want to put your cat through this kind of ordeal. Like, yes, you live in an apartment. Your cat's not ever going anywhere. He's not gonna impregnate anybody. And I said, what if I'm willing to take two little Q-tips and dip them in Vaseline and jack off my cat? What if I jack off my cat? Do I have to do it once a week, once a month? And she was like, I... So at, when she finally chopped off his balls, because we decided to do that, he's a much nicer cat for it. He's actually calmed down quite a bit, but he's still a little wily little motherfucker. But when she would cut off his balls, he said, where do the balls go? Like, I want to keep them. They're so cute. They're like little fluffy, little like little pussy willows. I want to make them into earrings. I'm like, can I, take, can I dry them out like little raisins and put them on earrings and like keep them forever? Because when they were big, I used to touch them. I used to go, ah, ah. It was my favorite thing to do. I'd chase my cat around and I'd get him and I'd squeeze his balls. Just a little tiny, just a, they're so soft. Do you know how soft cat's balls are? Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Yeah, because sometimes when I masturbate, my boyfriend's too drunk or hungover to put his hand on my lower back so I can feel love, you know what I mean? But you know who will do that? My cat, right? Puts his soft, soft paw on my lower back. Do you guys know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. It's fine. It doesn't. A little bead of wetness comes out to the end of that kitty crown and it just right there on the bedspread. It doesn't smell like anything. You don't even have to wash the bedspread. It's fine. No one else loves their cat as much as me. Am I just a super cat lover? I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat. I want to shave him. I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I want to make him wear it. Crazy cat lady. Crazy. <laughs> I love cats. I do. I love all the cats. Okay, that was oh good. I did eight minutes. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, uh, this has been Happy Hour. James Coker, you want to do some more jokes? You you got kind of robbed at the beginning. No, 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 cool. Are you sure? Are you sure, sure? Well, we have another show at eight o'clock, so it doesn't matter. I mean, they can go home. We were all hanging out. What? Do do a couple more, or 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 at least tell us where people can find you in Walnut Creek or wherever you are. Where are you? I'm here. You're here. Yeah, tell people things and stuff, and everybody actually should get up on the microphone and say where their next shows are and stuff. Yay! Okay, great. Hello, yay. Thank you so much. I had a friend in New York recently get cat called. Uh, she's a comedian, though, so when some, she was walking by, and the guy goes, damn, girl, what you got in them jeans? 
And she turned and like stared at him without breaking eye contact for like three seconds and said, poop. And he did not know how to respond to that. Um, I had, I, I dated someone in college who uh, was a uh, orca trainer at SeaWorld. And until recently, they, they don't breed orcas anymore. One of the job descriptions in being an orca trainer is that you have to jerk off the orcas for artificial insemination. And seriously, they, they collect the sperm, um, but they don't do that anymore. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I grew up in Texas, but I went to high school in New Jersey. And my second family was this family called the Zulos. My best friend was a guy named Rick Zulo. He's an Italian guy. And everybody in the Zulo family prides themselves on how Italian they are. They're like, we're Italian. We're, we've had seven generations of being Italian-Americans here in New Jersey. You know what I'm talking about, right? The type of people who say mozzarella and prosciutto. Yeah. And they pride themselves on how Italian they are. They're like, we can trace our lineage back to a small village in Italy, blah, 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 blah. One of them, out of curiosity, recently did a 23andMe test to see how Italian they were. Turns out, not Italian at all. They were like 1% Italian, and they were like mainly like Czech. They were mainly from like where the Czech Republic currently is. And half the family was like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. We'll look into that. We'll embrace our new heritage and, and learn as much as we can about it. But the other half of the family was like, no, that test is wrong. Do the test again. So someone did the test again, and instead of being 1% Italian, they were like 3% Italian. And he's like, see, I told you the test was wrong. We're going to keep doing the test until it's right. Send it in again. This time, rub a garlic knot on the Q-tip. Anyway. Um, and then I had another friend who decided to do 23andMe, and she was like, I thought it'd be really interesting. And turns out she's 99% Ashkenazi Jew, so no surprise there. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ThisJamesCoker, on Instagram at ThisJamesCoker. Uh, so much fun, everyone. Please have a great night. Thank you. So let's keep that mic open. Everybody, if you have any shows upcoming, go up just up to the mic and tell people uh, what's going on, where, where, where you can be seen next. Yeah, you just reminded me of something. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% Sicilian. Uh, I haven't done that test, though, so maybe I'm fucking Czech. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very Sicilian. A lot of people always think I'm Middle Eastern, though. Uh, mostly just a lot of, uh, you know, uh, drunk frat dudes who like to call me a terrorist for fun, and that looks cool. But um, recently, I was online, and for some reason... Oh, I was wait, you misunderstood. It's We're not doing more time. We're telling people what oh, shows I we are upcoming. Do, I was gonna, do, you oh. have, uh, do you have upcoming shows that you're I do, yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Before you said tell... Okay, never mind. I won't do bits. I will just tell you, um, I just got booked on a show at Cobb's Comedy Club, which is cool, with... Um, God, I forget his name now. Kabir Singh? <laughs> that a guy? Okay, yeah, with him uh, <laughs> December 5th, so that's cool. Sorry about trying to do jokes. <laughs> shows, November, November shows. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that Hysteria Comedy Show in Alameda, November. I can't remember the exact date, but you can find it on Facebook, Hysteria Comedy, you know, Wonder Dave. So that's going to be fun. And then the show, I, the date I do remember is uh, going to be performing at the right spot on November 18th. And the right spot in San Francisco. That should be fun. And to all you time travelers out there, I'm also performing on October uh, 
7th and 21st at uh, the Marsh Marsh Theater in San Francisco. Remember October 7th and 21st, uh, 2019. So uh, you're on the you're on the thing the fundraiser too next week for the suicide awareness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. November 1st. Yeah, yeah. Pam, that's right. Pam, yeah, that's right. The uh, we're raising money for suicide awareness and for uh, Daphne Dorman's daughter. Who, oh fuck uh, yeah, that is so important. How could I, I'm so mom. sorry, I forgot no, no, about no, that. No, I've been microdosing. Yeah, we're trying not to forget. <laughs> so yeah, every, like just everybody, just do the normal kind of time travel, the shitty kind of time travel, like the minute by minute into the future, and, and come to come support that because that's that's an important cause. I'm sorry I forgot about that, Pam. Too much microdosing on my part. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, if we're actually talking to time travelers, they could go back and stop that. Never mind. They could they could go back and stop every Monday at Delirium because nobody yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I'm like yeah. I hope I don't remember my set oh shit Matthew Quirk all right so uh, you know I did uh, 23 and Me and I'm 50 percent uh, from this like one village in Ireland and the other 50 percent is from the very next village in Ireland it's from the uh, anyway to be fair to be fair to the Czech Republic they were totally part of the Roman Empire so they're kind of Italian. Uh, so I'm going to be uh, at the Mutiny Radio Get Out the Vote show on, uh, that's November 2nd, right? Yes, and everyone should go um, register to vote. Like, why, I think it's over now, You can, but you can still go to City Hall and vote in person. Yeah, and uh, I'm also, uh, on November 4th, I'm going to be at the U.S. Uh, comedy competition in, wow. in L.A. Wow! Because even though I'm world star hip-hop famous, I can't get booked around here, so I got to go to L.A. I've sent Kabir Singh like five, ten requests. Sweetie baby, I have too. I reminded him again today. Never been I re- booked. I sent, I sent him my tape again. And I, same thing, same thing. Yeah, so don't Don't feel too badly. I, no, I, I just, didn't even, he won't even respond to me anymore. I just keep sending him stuff, and it just keeps being like one-sided messages. I'm going to start Facebook. like, yeah. he's trying to ghost me, and I just don't get it because I'm too old. Don't, don't feel bad. I'm going to start Facebook. Facebooking saying, hey, I'm going to be in San Francisco all week. Any shows I can get on? That's, That's a good a, idea. Uh, You're a genius. All right, thanks. Everybody, Matthew Quirk, yay! And uh, there are four open mics a week here at Mutiny Radio, so uh, come to any one of those. We have one tomorrow from 4 to 6. It's just in the afternoon. We divide the time based on how many comics come, so if there's not a lot of comics, you can do like crazy amounts of time, so 4 to 6 on a Saturday. We also do Monday 6 to 8 joke workshop. We have a new open mic starting in uh, November, and it's going to be Tuesdays from 4 to 6. I know that's a weird time, but it's called Clem's Castaways, and so it's going to be an early Tuesday mic. So it makes us able in San Francisco to hit five mics on a Tuesday, which is pretty fucking crazy. Um, but so, yeah, there'll be an early mic there, and then the Friday happy hour, which you're all here for, and then Saturday again, 4 to 6. So thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Coming up next is the Comedy Clubhouse with... Um, a bunch of weird dudes and maybe Joanne uh, Bateman is coming through. I don't know what's going to happen. There's some guy from fucking Chicago. Uh, listen in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yay. Thanks, James Coker. Yay. Well, if you can't pay the rent, then you got to get out of here. So I grabbed my stuff and moved out to under the freeway. Now with no job and no place to stay and no friends around me or any kind of food to eat and a rumbling in my belly, finally I was free. No 
that I heard it. Everything was also oh classy. We were sitting around in our Sunday best, having a family meal. Everyone was oh so polite. Everything was so clean. And then my face had started to pucker and it looked like I'd just bitten into a lemon. I couldn't help it, it started to vibrate in my body. <laughs> it was like being possessed. And I said, no, 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 don't do it. You can play anything you want. You can get funky and you can even swing. You can express yourself with attitude and be rude as long as you're apologetic at the end. Just don't, don't play that filthy cool. my friends eh? they said hey listen we really like you a lot we enjoy your company but uh well you know you're not always welcome i mean you're welcome always just when you come alone and when you don't bring unwanted company you know well my friends they like to dance around they never really mean to say what's on their mind they're sort of passive aggressive and not direct but I can't come correct because I know what they're thinking about and I'm pretty sure they know that I'm thinking about it. In fact, I can't stop. It just keeps popping up in my head. I'm thinking about it right now. I bet you're thinking about it too. I bet you're thinking about it too. All I want to do is think about it and play it. Yeah. Well, I had to tell my boss that I quit my job because I had to play it. My boss didn't really think too kindly of that. And my landlord said, hey, where's the rent? And I said, well, I've been really busy. You see, I've been really busy playing my music and working on my art. Yeah. Well, if you can't pay the rent, then you gotta get out of here. And so I grabbed my stuff and moved out to under the freeway. Now with no job and no place to stay, and no friends around me or any kind of food to eat and a rumbling in my belly, finally I was free. Nobody was gonna bother me. I could do it all I want. All day, all night, I just wanna, I wanna play that filthy My life used to have purpose. It used to have meaning. I used to have goals that I'd work towards. I had friends and uh, travel plans. I even had status and social power. I used to dress good, look good, and get laid. And wear my shades in the club. And uh, everywhere I walked, well, people knew my name. And they said, hey, and I'd, I'd wave at them. Well, all of that was overrated. I don't need any of that. I mean, it was nice while it lasted, but nothing ever stays because the only thing I have now is I'm self-reliant. I don't need anyone. I don't need you. I don't need you to tell me what to do.
During the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air, see? And we've instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show. And there's the announcer, man. And he's going to talk in that mic. And now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, thank you. training films. And the title of our cartoon today, boys and girls, is Frostbite, so you want to be... Oh, 
uh, one other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. <laughs> we're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that of course means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. <laughs> from Arnie Peterson. You boys and girls, to please be careful in Brittany's letter, because Uncle Freddy can't always make out all your words. This one says, Dear Uncle Freddy, Parf? Part? We're, uh, we're going to start printing these from now on, boys and girls, aren't we? <laughs> the part of the show that I enjoy the most is when you talk to Mr. Papa. Uh, well, we'll, we'll be doing that on Friday. And, um, he says, all the little boys and girls in my neighborhood. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go san francisco mutiny radio san francisco mutiny radio why not make a donation streaming live the station district of the mission
convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Colonel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. 
counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf hey you open micer in san francisco comedy scene Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8.